Welcome to the Saturday Seal of God Ministries, or Double S-O-G-M, a podcast and community aiming to connect the times and events of today to Bible prophecy to make better sense of what is happening to us and around us. As we are all free-willed individuals, we aim to be a community of critical thinkers who do not blindly follow the world and its mainstream narrative, who do not blindly perpetuate and regurgitate what is quote popular, but we aim to be individuals firm in biblically sound ideas, decisions, and convictions who will not allow the world or individuals to intimidate, bully, coerce, or sway us from sound logic, from what we believe to be possible or from what we believe to be the truth. In this space, we take the time and put in the work to research and to think independently with a biblical lens. It is Tuesday, the seventh day of December and the year is 2021. In this episode, we will cover some of the technology in existence today and the future that the powers that be wants for us using the metaverse. This episode is entitled, The IoT to the IOB to the Metaverse, colon, A New World Order. Now for opening prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. We ask for discernment as we review some of the technology currently in our lives. Please open our minds and eyes to see this evil and to truly understand so that we can stay clear and resist. We love you and in your name we pray, amen. So to start off, I'm not going to be doing too much talking in this episode. But I just want to announce that the first SSOG Ministries event took place this past Sabbath, December 4th. My sister and I, with the donations and money of items from family members, prepared homeless bags and passed them out at downtown Lake Eola on Sabbath morning. There was a big marathon going on, so there was a lot of foot traffic and people around. However, we were able to spot some individuals where we had an opportunity to bless. We actually passed out almost half of our bags that we had prepared. It was a great first SSOG Ministries event. I would like to publicly thank the individuals that donated. God is great and we will be going back soon to pass out more bags as time progresses. Now, like I said previously, I will not be doing too much talking in this episode. The videos that I have selected will speak very boldly and loudly. I have said it before, that this new world order that they are pushing is satanic and evil. One may not overtly see why, but from this episode you should be able to see why. There are many different layers to the Great Reset and New World Order. We have already touched in different episodes about the money reset coming, where physical cash will be abolished and everything will be digital. They are planning an economical reset where the way that we buy and sell will be different based off of the money reset also involving a tool such as the vaccine passport, also called Green Pass, where they envision that you essentially show your papers before you are granted entry into a store to even have the opportunity to buy. We have also briefly touched on the most sinister of them all, which is the biology reset where they want to do away with the natural human body and merge man with machine. I know it may sound crazy, but they are already quietly doing this and the masses are unaware. In this episode, we will be going over three topics. The first, what is the internet of things? The second, 
what is the internet of bodies? And third, what is the metaverse? Let us start off by listening to this video about what the internet of things is, because the internet of things creates the internet of bodies, which could then be used and implemented into this new world order they call the Facebook metaverse. Just how smart is your city? Chances are it's getting smarter by the year. Many governments around the globe are racing to infuse technology into just about every aspect of its city's operations. And I mean every part. Including public transportation, IT connectivity, water and power supply, sanitation and solid waste management, efficient urban mobility, e-governance, and citizen participation. And it does this using every buzzword imaginable, from big data to the Internet of Things. So how does a smart city work? Let's look at three examples. Here in Singapore, the city-state might be the gold standard of the most extensive effort to collect data on daily living. The government is now deploying systems that can tell when people are smoking in prohibited zones or littering from high-rise housing. Singapore launched its own Smart Nation program in 2014 and will add more cameras like these so the government can effectively monitor crowd density, cleanliness of public spaces, and even the exact movement of every locally registered vehicle. Much of the data it's collecting will be fed into an online platform called Virtual Singapore that gives the government access to how the city is functioning in real time. It could help the government predict how crowds might react to an explosion in a shopping mall or how infectious disease might spread. Over in Dubai, more than 50 smart services from 22 government entities have been rolled out as part of the government's Smart Dubai initiative. Using the government-provided app Dubai Now, you can do things like pay a speeding ticket, which likely captured you on a public camera and then emailed you the ticket directly. You can also use the same app to pay your electric bill, call a taxi, track a package you sent to your friend, find the nearest ATM, renew your vehicle registration, track the visa status of a relative, and report a violation to the Dubai police. Now head over to Barcelona, where one research firm estimates the city will save billions of dollars a year in energy costs just by installing smart systems like these. Number one, smart streetlights. Public lighting that adapts and dims when there's no activity but brightens up when sensors detect motion. The second, parking sensors. Instead of driving in circles looking for a spot to park, drivers can get real-time information on an app which locates free parking spots. Sensors on the street curb use lighting and metal detectors to know if a parking spot or loading area is occupied. And finally, garbage sensors, which are actually compact drop-off containers which have a vacuum network through pipes which sucks up trash below ground. The automated waste collection not only lowers noise pollution from garbage trucks, but also lowers costs and keeps bad odor away. Juniper Research estimates that by 2021, cities will save nearly $19 billion by making their cities smart. But of course, to save money, sometimes you have to spend it first. The global smart city market is estimated to attract $15 billion by 2021, and that's just for software. So now companies from Microsoft to Cisco are aiming for a piece of it. In Singapore, Upton Saidi, CNBC. So we just heard that CNBC video about how they want to attach all kinds of devices to the grid. There is also another kind of technology that is an IoT device. It is currently in existence 
is wildly powerful and is as small as dust. Literally, it is called smart dust. There is technology so powerful beyond average comprehension which exists today. The masses are largely unaware that this technology even exists and that is by design. Though IoT devices are not inherently evil, it is so obvious how sinful and Satan-led men could weaponize this technology and use it for evil. We know that we are living in the last days and Satan is moving intensely and swiftly because he knows his time is almost up. So let us learn about smart dust. Now, if you guys click to watch this video, you're probably wondering what is smart dust? Now, smart dust devices are small wireless microelectric mechanical sensors, often called moats, that can detect everything from light to vibrations. It is a tiny dust-sized device, 0.15 millimeters by 0.15 millimeters, or roughly the size of a grain of salt. Now, this device is fitted with extraordinary capabilities. It has nanostructured silicone sensors, which can spontaneously assemble, orient, sense, and report their local environment. This new technology combines sensing, computing, wireless communication capabilities, and autonomous power supply with a volume of only a few millimeters. It is very hard to detect the presence of the smart dust, and it is even harder to get rid of them once deployed. Smart dust is useful in monitoring real-world phenomenon without disturbing the original process. Now these are just some interesting facts about this technology. With such a small size, these devices can stay suspended in the environment just like a particle of dust. They can also collect data including acceleration, stress, pressure, humidity, sound, and more from sensors. They can also process the data with what amounts to an onboard computer system. They can store their own data in memory, wirelessly communicate the data to the cloud, a base, or other MEMs, or also referred to as microelectric mechanical devices. 3D printers allow for an incredible amount of complexity that couldn't be handled by previous manufacturing barriers that restricted how small you can make things. The optical lenses that are created for these miniaturized sensors can achieve the finest quality images. It can collect an enormous amount of data, for example, if you take the Internet of Things and times it by a million or a billion, that is the power of smart dust collecting data. Now if you don't know what I mean by the Internet of Things, it is the interconnection via the Internet of computing devices embedded in everyday objects enabling them to send and receive data. Now some practical uses for the smart dust would be monitoring crops in an unprecedented scale to determine watering, fertilization, and pest control needs. Identify weaknesses in corrosion prior to a system failure. Enable wireless monitoring of people and products for security purposes. Measuring anything that can be measured nearly anywhere. Enhance inventory control with MEMs to track products from manufacturing facility shelves to boxes to pallets to shipping vessels to trucks to retail shelves. Possible applications for the healthcare industry are immense, from diagnostic procedures without surgery to monitoring devices that help people with disabilities interact with tools that help them live independently. Now, researchers at UC Berkeley published a paper about the potential for neural dust, an implantable system to be sprinkled on the brain to provide feedback about brain functionality. Now, as I just stated that last thing, it's a positive and it's a negative. So you may see the negatives to this technology may far outweigh the positives if privacy is a huge concern. For example, these very tiny devices could be a fear if the government were to use these to collect data on almost everyone, anywhere, at any time, 
or they could be simply digested and stored inside of you for constant tracking and you would have no idea that it is even happening. So we just heard about how this smart dust could be sprinkled into your brain or even unknowingly digested and you could be wirelessly monitored without even knowing it. This dust could be used by an outside force to send you signals, could potentially alter your mood, thoughts, behavior, decisions, and emotions. That is a very disturbing thought to think, that man or another third party could literally dictate your thoughts via technology, via the IoT grid with the 5G. We all have that voice in our heads. What if using technology, AI replicated your voice and then another party began sending you thoughts that sound like you in your own head? Essentially complete manipulation and gaslighting. Okay, let's listen to this video about the internet of bodies, which is an extension of the internet of things. Um, I wanna talk about the internet of things and how it relates to the internet of bodies coming up. And I want to put out a part two to this video talking about the world's smallest single uh, chip system can be injected in the, the body and it's microscopic. You can't even see it without a microscope. So uh, this is all hooking up with everything coming up with what we're going to talk about today in the Internet of Bodies video. But I wanted to tie it into how small they're getting these little things and uh, take it from there. So, all right, let's get going here on the Internet of Bodies. Guys, today I'm going to be talking about the Internet of Bodies, and we're going to watch some videos too. Um, but I'm going to give you a basic explanation of what it is and how this is connecting to the 5G uh, uh, smart cities, smart grid. What is the Internet of Bodies? When the Internet of Things connects with your body, the result is the Internet of Bodies. It's an extension of the Internet of Things, the 5G, and basically connects, you know, through the smart grid, the human body to a network through devices that are ingested, implanted, or connected to the body in some way. Once connected, data can be exchanged and the body and device can be remotely monitored and controlled. There's three generations of Internet of Bodies. Body external, like our Apple Watches or Fitbits that we wear on the outside of us. Um, body internal, this includes pacemakers, ocular, or cochlear implants, and digital pills that go inside our bodies to monitor and control various aspects of our health. And body embedded, the third generation of Internet of Bodies is embedded technology where technology and the human body are melded together and have a real-time connection to a remote-controlled machine. In the 20th century, wireless technology integrated with the human body was nothing more than science fiction. But today, Wi-Fi connected devices like heart rate monitors and sleep trackers have become common parts of American life. How has bionic technology evolved so quickly from science fiction to reality? And what could this internet of bodies mean for our lives moving forward? RAND researchers are studying this phenomenon and what consumers and policymakers need to know as we veer into uncharted territory. The Internet of Bodies, or IOB, is, um, is actually an ecosystem. It's a bunch of devices that are connected to the internet that contain software and that either collect personal health data about you or can alter the body's function. We think of the Internet of Bodies as this collection of all these devices as well as all the data that the devices are gathering about you. And in healthcare, it's Internet of Bodies has, has been around for quite a while. 
with the advent of the internet, it makes a lot of sense to connect your pacemaker to the internet so that your doctor can be automatically notified if, if something weird happens, if there's an anomaly. It's natural in a lot of ways to want to understand more about your body, how it functions, how well it's doing. IOB devices could revolutionize healthcare. Unprecedented amounts of personal health data could inform treatment plans that are completely tailored to a patient's needs. There are pills now that have an electronic sensor that let a healthcare provider know whether you have taken the medication. Whereas with data from IOB devices, you might be able to, to really more precisely treat certain disease. But the Internet of Bodies won't be a cure-all. In fact, the largely unregulated market poses risks to the uniquely sensitive data these devices collect. First of all, there's, there's the cyber risk of, of, uh, you know, of an actor potentially um, hacking into the system, whatever it might be. There's the privacy risk of all this data that's being collected, and the regulations about that data are, are really murky at the moment. And so there's not a lot of clarity into who owns the data, what happens to it, who it gets sold to, how it's being used. And there's even potentially national security and global security risks. A few examples of these risks have already played out in real life. For instance, in 2018, highly sensitive information about U.S. military activity and base locations was inadvertently revealed by soldiers' fitness trackers. So this is a pivotal moment. What can we do to make sure we reap the potential benefits of the Internet of Bodies without risking our privacy, security, and personal autonomy? Consumers should be wary of IOB devices because as it's becoming more and more popular, all of this intimate data is being collected, arguably more intimate data than we've ever really recorded before. There's no clarity on what is being done with that data. You know, with, a, with an old mechanical pacemaker, there's no data that, that was being collected and stored and, you, you know, you could look at a history of someone's um, heart rhythms. Even if you think you're not interesting or that nothing will happen with your data, there are a lot of unknowns that I think we need to be careful about. I don't know about you guys, but that was just nuts. Um, you know, the ultimate goal of the vaccination program um, and the deployment of the 5G networks is coming. You know, they want to fuse the human body with technology and turn it into a node of telecommunications network controlled by AI, artificial intelligence. Oh, my goodness. Um, this so-called pandemic is all about controlling and isolating, quarantine the masses, 5G deployment, economic stock market crashes, total surveillance, forced vaccinations, cashless society, microchipping. Guys, it's all coming together. We see all these things in the alternate news and media, but remember Bill Gates' uh, um, patent here, WO, World Order 2020-060606, cryptocurrency system using body activated data. What they're going to do is they're going to implant you and your body will produce uh, signals to them that they can mine information from our bodies and they can use that for their blockchain AI technology. And I won't bore you with this, um, but it's just crazy. But I wanted to see who the applicant is, Bill Gates himself, there at Microsoft. So, and we all know how um, 
what he's been doing with the vaccine. So the story is the Great Reset is a rebranding of the New World Order. Among other things, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum are promoting the idea of a fourth industrial revolution involving an Internet of Bodies combining us all. The implications are COVID, climate change, and other tricks are pretexts for transhumanism, a new way for the New World Order controllers to get at your genetics. So with regards to this insidious vaccine passport, which is going to eventually quickly be parlayed into a international app, which would be your digital identity that will track you and trace you everything you buy, sell, everywhere you go, every place you step foot in, it'll have a record of that held on a blockchain accessible to the powers that be, whoever they are through big data and that's going to be administrated because humans couldn't possibly do that job that's going to be administrated by ai okay and and that is the end game that is the holy grail of all of this covid is the pretext for it it's the excuse for it it's the gimmick it's the gag it's the scam in order to get to that level of complete corporatized transnationally corporatized control through a digital identity system. Microsoft is definitely in the lead on this, uh, but there's a number of other people that are nipping at the heels and who are taking money along the way because it's a hot commodity for development and everybody wants in there. This is a potentially a multi-train dollar global industry, which is the social engineering tracking industry. It's nothing to do with controlling a virus. It has nothing to do in reality with controlling a virus. That's theater, okay? Has to do with controlling you, the public. I think you will get to the stage where it's gonna be very hard for people to do a lot of normal life unless they can prove their vaccination status. Yeah. People have got to understand vaccination is going to be in the end your route to liberty. So man is so wicked that they want to alter God's perfect body, which he created in his image, to merge it with man-made technology. We are the crown of the earth. We are God's most prized possession, and wicked men want to fool people into becoming genetically modified humans. The same ungodly mixing as in the days of Noah is literally occurring again today. Now keeping these IoT and IOB agendas in mind, Let's learn about the satanic metaverse, which would bring all of this together. Keep in mind that the word meta is Hebrew for death. They are sending a message straight away for the new Facebook name. Here is the metaverse. The metaverse, basically Facebook 2.0, everything together, Instagram, WhatsApp, and all these things. Our old friend and head of Instagram, Maziri, seems to be very stoked about this. And if you ask me, looking at their vision of that whole thing, this kind of sounds like we're entering an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, hold on, we're already there. Forgot about the past two years. So let's talk about this, about my unfiltered opinion, what I think this might mean for the future of Instagram and uh, social media as a whole, and why I sort of have a bad feeling about this. Now, to be honest, I don't really know what to think of it yet, but watching the whole presentation, I just had some weird gut feeling, some creepy vibes. I don't know about you. Maybe it's just because there's something wrong with this Zuckerberg dude. Don't ask me what, but something just feels off with this guy. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but let's start with the name. 
Metaverse. Sounds like a failed early 2000 social media platform, if you ask me. And they're aiming really high. They want to become the Metaverse. What's a Metaverse? It's actually a virtual reality space in which users can interact with a computer-generated environment and other users. What? Why would I need this? Why, why would anybody need this? But this is literally what they're aiming for. Take all of the platforms that they own and sort of wrap them under this blanket and connect all of them. Sort of see some issues with that, which we're gonna talk about in a second. But we've already started to see this whole thing in action with your Instagram Reels being able to be suggested on Facebook, for example, and with your Facebook Messenger being able to send you messages to Instagram DM. Now, obviously this is probably not even the, the scratch of a surface, what their vision might be, but it's a glimpse inside anyway. Anyway, Missouri also said there will be more opportunities for creators to earn money. And we also for, know, for example, that they want to open up a sort of NFT marketplace within Instagram, looking at recent leaks and stuff like this. So another thing of the whole puzzle that slowly starts to make sense. Anyway, back to the presentation. Here is where I feel like it sort of gets creepy. Their whole vision of this whole thing, long-term especially, it's all happening in VR. And let me know what you think about this. Privacy and safety need to be built into the metaverse from day one. You'll get to decide when you want to be with other people, when you want to block someone from appearing in your space, or when you want to take a break and teleport to a private bubble to be alone. You're going to be able to- I'm not sure, but I think you can do all of these things already in real life. From the physical world into the metaverse, almost any type of media that can be represented digitally, photos, videos, art, music, movies, books, games, you name it. Now, lots of things that are physical today, like screens, will just be able to be holograms in the future. You won't need a physical TV, it'll just be a $1 hologram from some high school kid halfway across the world. $1 hologram, we're gonna talk about this. But uh, you know, if you listen to this whole thing, for me, it doesn't really sound like it's just sort of a game. He's actually portraying this whole thing like this will be your life. Like honestly, what? what, what? I need some space, you know, teleport myself into my own bubble. I can't, I can't stand the real world anymore. I need to block other people out because I want to disconnect from the real world. I got some news to you. Maybe it's good every once in a while to go get away from all the screens. Just take yourself and nobody else and go for a walk or just sit down somewhere or just do whatever you want. Not saying that, it, you know, it couldn't be fun and you could, this might be a cool thing every once in a while. I also do have a VR headset and uh, it certainly is fun from time to time. But this guy is sort of making it seem like this will be the main part of your life. If you need some time off, if you're just fed up or whatever, just hop into the virtual reality, just hop into the metaverse and things will be fine. You can do whatever you want. Just, and to me, just looking at this presentation, like I said, maybe it's just him being weird, but it seems to me like they want to keep you locked inside your homes, not ever having to go outside. No fresh air, no real human interactions, you know, just exist in your own bubble for the rest of your life. No real sun, because you don't need a real sun. You don't need vitamin D, you don't need fresh air. For me, if I don't see the sun, the real sun, regularly, I just turn into something else. I just think it's bad for your mental health if you're just on the internet all day. I actually think the internet's a bad place. Anyway, this is where we get back into the $1 holograms and stuff like this. He mentioned that you can have virtual homes and that you can create them, invite people over, etc. And let me just say, I have a feeling that there may be some sort of uh, NFT marketplace, digital thing marketplace where you can you know, have some unique homes or unique items in your home and that's gonna cost you. And I'm sure it's not gonna stay at this $1 asset.
that he just mentioned. Look at the CryptoPunks things, for example, right now. For example, do you want to have the one and only virtual Mona Lisa? Just hand me over 100 mil. By the way, I'm creating this as soon as it comes out. I will be the one to sell the one and only Mona Lisa. But yeah, I'm almost certain something like this will come eventually. This is where this whole NFT marketplace that's set to be integrated in uh, Instagram will come in handy. You know, buy something on Instagram and you have it in your virtual home instantly. I'm not saying it's something bad, obviously, especially artists or creators. It's actually a very good opportunity for creators to earn lots of money if you build your community right which you should have been doing anyway up until this point but now is the time to actually start doubling down on it if you want to have a piece of the pie once this whole thing comes out i guess and this is where this whole thing that doesn't really get talked about comes into play it's the whole control of information in general and don't forget this is already a thing obviously facebook this huge company you know controlling having lots of leverage but they said they want to expand on that even more talking about you know fake news talking about misinformation and things like that but here's the thing where it gets problematic who says what's misinformation and what what's not who actually gets to decide and why do people even have to decide to put a label on well this is misinformation and with certain things not even have want to have a you know open discussion about some things so this is kind of a complicated topic and it feels like you're not supposed to talk about it taking a look at the internet as a whole but they said they want to become bigger than google with all of the, its uh, you know products and they want to link your whole professional work life your private life the whole entertainment aspect you know basically your second life which they sort of feel like they wanted to become your life or something like this but basically they all want to have this in this metaverse sort of being your virtual identity which is interesting and which is probably a natural step of this whole internet thing but uh, especially seeing recent developments if you said something 25 years ago that upset somebody today you're gonna pay for it apparently like I said big corporations you know being able to control information and stuff like this we really got to be careful with that because you know like i said right now we're already sort of at a point where an open discussion is not really welcome with certain things anymore which i'm totally not a fan of so now let's listen to a christian perspective of this new metaverse and then i will follow with my brief closing remarks do you know what has been the biggest promotion of this metaverse yes the pandemic when they implemented the worldwide lockdown, they pushed everyone online, and the youth especially got tapped in. Even adults got locked into virtual features like Zoom. This was all conditioning the population for entrance into a new digital world. Chaos in the world has been a catalyst for the most craziest change that has happened in the world. It's order out of chaos. And the great reset that they are planning that will occur after the collapse of the United States dollar will usher in the next phase to their implementation and conditioning. The majority of the planet who will be dealing with massive poverty, unrest, destruction, and in many cases, death, they will all be looking for an escape route of the physical reality. And the metaverse will provide this for them, which is why we are beginning to see the rollout now. The metaverse opens a parallel world of opportunities for those less privileged by their immediate geography or economic circumstances. They will create a world where everything is much easier to govern and manage because all lives will be placed online where everything is logged, monitored, tracked, and recorded. The plans are to be able to tie our physical identities to the metaverse in a singular way that allows identities to be known and not duplicated. All profile names will cross throughout all platforms. And if you violate the rules, you can easily be locked out. This is literally the matrix in real life, people being plugged into a digital reality. 
There are so many agendas that coincide with this. It's hard to explain in all one video. This video needed to be made so that there was an alternative view on this subject away from the cheerleaders who are promoting this new virtual world. Parents need to be aware of this so they can help their children. But most importantly, everyone needs to understand what they are doing to this world we are in. They are moving the world out of our physical world that our father created and moving them into a digital world that Satan has created. There are many different movies that have been alluding to this type of world scenario. But to me, it all sounded like crazy science fiction until I now see it all come together. You can be whatever you want to be in their new world. You can look like what you desire. If you are a 45-year-old, 350-pound white male, in the metaverse, you could transform yourself into a 10-year-old black girl if that is how you desire to appear to the rest of the world. There are no rules in this metaverse that has anything to do with our Father in Heaven, but there, of course, will be rules of engagement. Very much how they do now with all the current rules on the web of what they say we can say or not say. Rules like that, but more global and further reaching. But this is it. All the people talking about unfounded conspiracy theories are now looking very ignorant. They are creating a whole new world right in front of our faces, literally telling us about it, though they are describing it as benevolent. But if you really think about it, every movie that they have made that has ever shown us about people living like this all show very big moral and ethical problems. We are already living during a time where they are removing Yah's influence away from this world. They have been conditioning the world to forget about him, his ways, and his purpose for us. People already live in a non-biblical reality. But on top of that, they are actually opening a doorway for the world to walk into that will put them into a new world that Satan has fully created and that he is the ultimate God of and is all-powerful and all-knowing and all-present. In the metaverse, Satan is the one who is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. He is literally creating a virtual world to replicate Yah's real power, and he is steering the world right into it, unknowingly but willingly. And all of you who care for Yah and his word, who are believers in the Bible, who believe in salvation only through Yeshua the Messiah, in English, Jesus Christ. If you are a true believer, this new world being created is in complete opposition to your belief. It is a complete attack against you, and they are hoping that as long as you live in ignorance, you will not be the wiser of what they are doing. They are hoping to have a mental stranglehold on our children that makes them view this alternate world as a good thing but it's bringing them right into Satanism, allowing them to live and do what they want. Living in another world that was not created by our creator is one of the ultimate gestures that will show allegiance to Satan and his new world. Now, someone may say, show me a scripture where God says we shouldn't use virtual reality. Maybe there are scriptures that have alluded to it, but I don't know if at this time I have recognized it, but that doesn't even matter. Yah created the real earth. The first verse of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. We know that this world that we live in is his. He is the creator of it. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. John chapter 1, verse 3. This new virtual world is a man-made creation where everyone can take part in creation. It has nothing to do with Yah. And when they blend their digital world with the physical, they are completely creating a new satanic world that Satan has dominion over. This is always the scheme or plot. This is always the backdrop and plan amongst the wicked men of this world. They are creating a world in service to Lucifer. And if you are not walking in discernment, and you're living in a world that does not keep Yah and his word first, you can and will be sucked right into it. Sadly, our youth around the world have already been conditioned into it. And parents, it is your job to have a conversation with your children and bring them out of it. 
that they have been using most of their time engaging in a virtual world where they hang with their friends, they have been given more of their life to Satan's world. To them, it may seem harmless and innocent. And to us parents, we have no idea what they are seeing and doing in there. I am not completely against video games, but I am against living in a virtual world, hanging out in a virtual world. This is a major satanic agenda that can fly by the multitude because it just looks like technological progress. As I have explained in numerous videos, science has been placed as a god of this world that is creating its own ways and pushing forth its own doctrines and mindsets, its own healing powers, its own take on gender, and what makes a man a man or a woman a woman. And now, science is creating a whole new virtual world, a new world. And if believers do not get strong in their faith, they will find themselves dragged right into it very subtly, but purposely. If you imagine two years ago that the world would be embracing remote work, everyone working from home, having meetings online, you are a very forward-thinking individual. Years ago, there was not many who foresaw that the world would be the way it is now. But one event happened, and look how much has changed. There is a major event on the way, and when it occurs, it will bring forth massive change, and the metaverse will play a big role within it. It will facilitate a new economy. It will provide people with a means to escape the real world that seems so horrible. It will allow the new world government to speak to everyone on earth at the same time. It will help ease people into the new world currency facilitated through crypto because everything will be brought online anyway, so they'll just be doing everything in the metaverse. It will be promoted as a major contributor to help with the problem of climate change. It will be a major glue that brings the new world order agenda together. This is not science fiction or something that is years off. It is here now and growing every day with a goal of full implementation. And only the creators and companies like Facebook, now known as Meta, know completely where this is all going. It is important that believers detach themselves from this digital world and do not go through the doors that this world is opening. And parents, please close the doors for your children who may have already walked through them. I'm reminded of what Paul says about the wrath of Yah in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. In it, it says, for the wrath of Elohim is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because what may be known of Elohim is manifest in them. For Elohim has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, the invisible things of Yah are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and divinity, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew Elohim, they did not glorify him as Elohim, nor were thankful but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible Elohim into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Therefore, Elohim also gave them up to uncleanness, in the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of Elohim for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who was blessed forever. Amen. This is another wake-up call for those in Messiah to bring all thoughts captive into the obedience of our Messiah. You need to use some discernment. We must obey and follow the word of Yah and turn away from this world and the direction that it's heading. If the world cared about you, they would be fully informing you and allowing you to make your own educated choice. Instead, it tells you it's up to you to figure it all out while it slowly steers you and your children right into it. Like I showed, our children care more about how they appear in the virtual world than they do in the physical one that Father made. You must be smart and above all, put down all idols 
and commit to the will of our Father in heaven. Read his word and obey it. Choose his world over the world Satan has created. So here are my closing remarks. Technology and science has seemingly become this world's God. The phrase, quote, trust the science, shows just where this world wants us to place our trust. We are also almost slaves to our devices and to the internet. These things could easily become our idols if we are not careful. Let me also highlight that we are currently living through a dangerous shift. Our First Amendment right of free speech is being violated among many large platforms. This is dangerous because what kind of society do you have when only one narrative or discussion can be had? You have a technocratic, authoritarian-like society, not an open and democratic society. The phrase, quote, trust the science, end quote, is the most anti-science statement ever. Questioning science is literally how you do science. Just blindly trusting the science has never been a standard before 2021, so why now? Why now that if you think thoughts and ask questions outside of the quote official narrative, you are flagged, banned, and or censored and called names beginning with anti this and anti that. Us as believers, we must understand that censorship is a slippery slope and we should be against any type of censorship. It is very dangerous because then the question becomes, who then sets the precedence by which all other is judged against. Think about if you began being banned and censored online for stating that you believe that Saturday is the true day of worship. Well, man, namely the Catholic Church, says otherwise, and they set the official narrative. And so if you have any thoughts contrary to that official narrative, you are suddenly labeled anti-religion and anti-God. Do you see now why censorship is a slippery slope? There is very powerful technology in existence that could easily be weaponized against we the people. Tyranny comes under the guise of convenience. They say, quote, why worry about keeping track of your ID, passport, cash, and wallet? A digital wallet on your phone that would store your digital ID cards as well as your passport, debit, and credit cards would be much easier. That way, unbeknownst to you, we can ban you or allow you certain societal privileges, including the right to buy or sell, based upon an arbitrary social credit score and medical procedure status, end quote. They say, quote, why worry about keeping track of what is getting low and what needs to be purchased next? Just use a smart refrigerator tied to your Amazon account and you will never run out. That way, we can monitor the foods that you consume and then sell that data to the highest bidder, which could be a health insurance company, end quote. They say, quote, why come into the doctor's office just for a regular visit? Just take the implants or smart dust and your physician can remotely read all of your vitals as well as view and hold all of your bodily data that has been gathered. Instead of coming in physically, it would be easier for you to put on your virtual reality glasses and attend your doctor's visit virtually via your created avatar in the metaverse. They say, quote, why worry about a physical car key? Just use our app and you can remotely control your car via our app. That way, we can track you wherever you go. 
And based on your social credit score and medical procedural status compliance, we can literally lock you in or out of your car, end quote. They say, quote, why worry about fast-spoiling natural fruits and vegetables and natural-sized animals? With our GMO foods and animals, your tomato will appear to stay fresh longer as well as that tomato will be larger in size, the same way our modified animals grow up faster and or provide more meat, end quote. They say, quote, save the planet and never worry about oil or gas prices again and get an electric car. That way, you'll be reliant on the electrical grid that we control, which ironically still uses oil, so expect higher energy bills. But again, you won't have to worry about gas, end quote. That is what I mean by tyranny comes under the guise of convenience. Now those statements I just said, I created them. They did not come directly out of the elite's mouth, but they are based on what the elites are telling us. We were made in God's image and we are therefore intelligent beings. And I believe that it is appropriate to intelligently read in between the lines. I pray you are beginning to see how much we must resist an official green pass or vaccine passport. That simple concept and tool is their in-game goal because from that would be complete and total control of every aspect of our lives based on compliance with the government and the establishments. These wicked people want to genetically modify God's created human beings and to coerce them into a new satanic world, a new world order, not an order of God, but of Satan, which would comprise of sinfulness and lawlessness. Have you also heard that not only does Facebook want you to purchase land and to build a replica of your house in the metaverse, but they are also developing a glove which is a quote, haptic glove lined with tiny motors that use bursts of air to mimic the sense of touch, end quote. Just think about the individuals who are addicted to things such as fornication and or pornography. Would this new world and its technological tools facilitate an environment where such indulgences would be discouraged? I think not. Satan's objectives are four things, to steal, kill, and destroy. He also wants worldwide worship. Does this sound like a world in which those four objectives could easily take place? Actually living in the metaverse, like how Facebook intends the masses to one day, would be total and complete enslavement. This is a complete satanic new world order that they want for us. We must resist the vaccine green passport, as well as pay attention to what foods and medicines we put into our body because many of the things that enter our bodies are genetically modified. And it will not be too long until nanotechnology and or smart dust is put into everything, thus potentially connecting us all to the grid. We must do our due diligence to research any medicines or medical procedures being recommended, especially ones being mandated into our bodies. We cannot and should not blindly quote, trust the science for that is inherently anti-science. And that is where I will leave it for this episode. Please look out for the next episode to be released next week. The topic will be simply about Jesus, his nature, how he dealt with people, how he spoke with people, things like that. We're going to go over that. We're going to review that. And that will be released next week. Thank you very much for listening.
And now for closing prayer. Dear Jesus, this world is rapidly changing and we know that your coming is soon. Please be with our minds and hearts so that we can be vigilant and ready for your soon return. Please forgive us of all of our sins and please take us to heaven when you come. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the Saturday Seal of God Ministries podcast. We look forward to your prayers, support, and participation. If you do nothing else, please share this link and podcast with others so that the information can spread. Please email us at ssogministries at tuda.io for any inquiries, comments, concerns, criticisms, and or suggestions. Please note that in this podcast description, you will find a link to the document with all sources cited in this podcast episode. Please note that there is not yet a podcast video available for this episode, but we are working on them. Lastly, again please share with loved ones, friends, church family, anyone. May God bless you and keep you until we meet again.